1: We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, good morning and or good afternoon, depending on when you are listening to this. We've got an early one today with the Sharks playing host to New Jersey, 1 o'clock from SAP Center. We're gonna get into some Barracuda talk as we are now joined by the play-by-play announcer for the San Jose Barracuda. It is Nick Nolenberger, or Noli, as those of us lucky enough to know him call him. Noli, what's going on, man? How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, Ted. how are you?
1: I'm good, man, I'm good. I gotta start off by asking you about a uh, a little bit of a throwdown you had in one of your games the other night. I. Saw that, you know, William Eklund, not someone I was expecting to get in the fight, was dropping the gloves and ready to go. What was going through you he- your head? Were you like, all right, let's see it? Or like, oh, don't hurt your hands, man.
0: Well, my, I don't know if you had a chance to see the fight or you heard the call or- Yeah, or yeah, no, no I saw, saw your a clip online. There was a little bit of a, a delay in my mind. I don't know if it came through in the, in the broadcast, but no. I, it was almost like I, I didn't believe what I was seeing for a moment. Um, yeah, I, 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 didn't, I figured that wouldn't occur probably all year long, or I don't know if, if it would ever occur in his career. But I, I you got to give him full marks, because what it showed off was a few different things. One, he, he's tough. He's willing to stand in there against an older player, a guy who'd been around the league for a few years. Not a big fighter in his own right, Glenn Godden, with the San Diego goals, but a guy who had been around and certainly probably a little bit more physically developed, I guess you would say, just given the fact the guy's around 25 years old and uh, Willie Mecklen is just 20 years of age. So give him full marks for stepping in there, defending a teammate, didn't like a hit in the neutral zone and went right over and confronted the guy. Um, he was given a instigating penalty on top of the fighting major, which was a little bit interesting because sure, he came over and confronted the player, but he ends up taking the first punch. Gotten had actually hit the eject button first, and started throwing punches. So, um, he had went over, confronted him, not sure if he he realized he was actually going to get into a fight, but once he was in it, he, he stood in there, he took a couple of punches and he answered back. So um, yeah, it was, it was a surprise to say the least, but you've got to give him credit for stepping in there and just talking to the coaching staff. It, it showed off his character. He cares, right? He, he he wants to help out his teammates. He's willing to do whatever it takes to win. And that's something that I think Sharks fans could be excited about, that he is going to defend teammates and not necessarily fighting all the time but he's going to stick up for his teammates and he cares about winning and he he wants the best for for his fellow players and his team so you know there's a lot more than just just a fight there so it, yeah I don't know if I expected it but it was an encouraging thing that he stepped up and defended one of his fellow teammates and and stood in there
1: so noli you know like I was saying the mentality that Mike Greer wants to see um is one that guys are standing up for each other and having that you know mentality about them and I think that speaks volumes as the team going into yesterday's win had been riding a four-game losing streak, and then they come back with William Eklund leading the way.
0: Yeah, it's really encouraging, right? You want to see all these young players learn along the way and develop their game, and you often see it in the AHL, maybe so, maybe more so than even in the NHL. When you get to that second half of the year, things start to slow down, points start to increase, or you can go the other way where a young player hits the wall because they aren't used to playing this many games, but we're getting to that point where you're in the second half of the year and it's been physically grinding for the guys because of the volume of games, because of the travel. This team has played a lot on the road so far. It, it's been a pretty rigorous travel schedule, but you come back home, you're kind of going through a little bit of a stretch. You have dropped four in a row after winning two in a row. And before that you had lost eight in a row. So it's been a, it's been a tough little stretch of games but you're trying to get back on track just trying to do little simple things you're coming into a game where you're turning around less than 24 hours and they were able to beat a team they hadn't beaten in three prior tries and really hadn't been very close to beating in in three prior tries so it it showed off a a lot of character from the team it it was encouraging to see william score twice in the power play Mm -hmm. this is a, a young player that obviously has a ton of skill there's a reason why he was a top 10 pick but One thing last year, he went back to the SHL, and I think many thought he was just going to light it up from a statistic standpoint. And he played for a team that was maybe a little bit down, and he had just one goal. So this year, he's now already up to 11 goals in the American Hockey League, which is not an easy league to score in. Sometimes the AHL is a little bit more scrambly, I guess, than the NHL. Pucks aren't always right on the tape. It's not as crisp. You aren't playing with guys like Eric Carlson on a nightly basis. So they're just these magical plays and it can get a little scrambly. It can be a little tougher to score and generate offense at times. So for William to be able to reach the double digit mark already at this point, as we just hit the halfway point of the season is really encouraging. And he's taken on that, that role this year. And I think many of the young players where as their confidence has increased with the league and their comfort level, They've begun to take on different various roles. And we just talked about William stepping in there and dropping the gloves. It's something that we haven't really seen this year, obviously. He's not a, a guy who's going to fight too often, if ever. But it's something that he's willing to take on because he's defending a teammate and it shows off multiple things. He's, he's growing in, in his development. He's growing in his confidence and where he feels like he can help the team. It also shows how close this team is. This is one of the youngest teams in the AHL. There's a bevy of young players that are coming in this year and have all produced at a high level. Bortolo, Gustin, Eklund, as we mentioned. There's a list of guys coming in their first season. They're all growing together, and they all enjoy being around each other. So you've got all these different factors that have, have played a role this year, which is, again, a really encouraging sight. And another thing I think that has initiated upper management to keep these players in the AHL you've got young players developing growing their game but also building relationships with fellow players that hopefully one day are teammates in the NHL with the sharks
1: you know the guy who's really impressed me is Thomas Bordolo just watching the goal scoring in particular because that's not what his game was described as being and we obviously saw him be very capable as a playmaker to set up his teammates in limited capacity last year with the Sharks, but you know 17 goals I, that's again i'm not angry with it but that's way ahead of what i expected him to be putting up it's a little bit flipped you know if you had told me he had 10 goals and 17 assists i'd be like oh that makes more sense but i'm not i'm certainly not complaining
0: yeah it's been a, it's been something that's come a little bit out of the blue if you look at his stats over his career you go back to michigan you go back to the us development program he's never been a big big goal scorer he's always had the ability to score but has been more known for his playmaking ability and this year, he's made plays. Obviously, he's highly skilled, and he's really I would say, nifty with the puck and confident and has a swagger to his game. But he's taken on this goal-scoring prowess as well. John McCarthy said it. It's something that he noticed over his two years as, as a development coach and, and working with the prospects. He noticed that Bordelow had this, this shot that he didn't necessarily use very often. Mm-hmm. So when they got through training camp and de- development camp, he really kind of encouraged him to use it more and it's something that Bortolo said just the other day that uh, it's, he's worked on it a lot. So to him, it's improved over the last couple of years. But uh, just from a coaching standpoint, McCarthy said it's something that he noticed he had in his arsenal. and something that he wanted him to utilize, and he's put it on full display. He's in that kind of flank position on the power play, much like Ovechkin, where you're in a shooting position. And you're just looking at one time the puck when it's getting yeah. crossed, cross ice. And he has scored multiple goals with his one timer He's not a really big guy. I think he's five nine, um, but he's able to really generate some tor- or torque with that shot. Um, and he's got he's got a he's got a very hard shot for not being a really big guy. And that's been kind of his uh, his way. He's been able to score. It's been a lot on the power play. Leads all rookies in goals and also in power play goals with eight. Um, so he's done a lot of damage in that in that one time position. So I I don't think it's anything that. Uh, people predicted going into this year was he was going to be the leading goal scorer on the team. And he was going to be a guy who you relied on to score goals on a regular basis, but it's obviously something sharks fans will take. And uh, hopefully it's something that he can translate once he's in the NHL, that he's still got that playmaking ability, but he can fill it up as well. So um, certainly something that uh, has been fun to watch and see that game. And that part of his game kind of develop as the season has continued on.
1: Does, does he look considerably different than the two games you got to see him last year? Like, does it, like, how much growth are you able to see in Bordelo?
0: That's a great question. You know, last year was such a, a small sample size, and he's coming in off adrenaline, I guess, if you will. He played the two games right with the with the Barracuda to start, had three assists in his first game, and then he went up to the Sharks, and he had eight games that he played in and had the the. Incredible goal during the shootout in Vegas, and, and and I think he had five total assists with the Sharks. So he was putting up points uh, with both teams. I, I would say he's a confident player through and through. You know these these kids come in nowadays; and they're so skilled, they're so advanced from a from a just a an ability standpoint, and they've got confidence in their game that if they come into a league and they play the way that they know they're capable, then they can have success at any level. And Bortolo said yesterday, we did a kind of a Q&A game, And I asked him about being in the AHL this year and not being in the NHL, not making the Sharks out of training camp, despite being with the team in the Czech Republic for the European trip. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, I'm a competitor. It was a little bit disappointing. At the same time, all these guys, himself included, have kind of taken on this situation they're in in stride and have taken it on as an opportunity to develop themselves Uh, physically, uh, mentally dealing with the grind of the league. So from a skill standpoint, I don't think the skill has changed much. He's highly skilled. It's there. It's part of his game. But from a comfort standpoint with the training staff, with the league, with the travel, with the opponents, dealing with the grind of a long professional season, All those things have been a learning curve for him. He played college hockey. The season is condensed. You play mostly on the weekends. During the week, you're in class and you're practicing. It's a different animal at the professional level. So he's gotten more used to just what it means to be a professional, his approach. But very mature kid. um, And I think that goes back to the fact that his dad played professional. His grandfather played professional hockey. He's been around locker rooms and in locker rooms during his entire life he's very comfortable in those situations. So I think what has changed from maybe what we saw last year, is just his comfort level with the professional level and what it takes to be a pro, what the mentality has got to be. But from a skill standpoint, it's been there and it's still there. And I wouldn't say there's a a huge change to his game. Now, if you ask the coaching staff, what has been the biggest change maybe since training camp would be his defensive game, his 200 foot game, Mm -hmm. uh, his responsibilities in the defensive zone. That's always going to be a learning curve for a skilled player is learning how to play in both ends and, and not being a liability in your own end. Uh, so I, th- I think he's developed a lot in that area. It's still something he's working on, but um, he's made big strides. He's willing to learn. He's He wants to get better, and that's that's all you can really ask for from a young player. So the long-winded answer is there's been a lot of growth in his game. Skills there, obviously, but learning to be a pro and learning how to how to play in your own end and and again not be a liability is is something that is critical for young players. They try to make that leap to the NHL.
1: Let's talk about Ryan Merkley, who the storyline came out that he had asked the team to be traded. This is another first round draft pick from 2018. I like a lot about Merkley's game. I'll be the first to acknowledge it. I think that you know when he came up last year with the Sharks, you could see his game wasn't um, complete, but in terms of uh, his passing, in terms of his ability to kind of play that, you know, be the guy who's bringing the puck up the ice. I liked what I could see now his overall defensive game needs improvement. Um, so where, where are you on those rumors that, that when that storyline came out, did, was there any reaction within the team? And uh, listen, I can't blame Ryan Merkley. He wants to play. I mean, you don't ever want a guy to be satisfied with not, you know, with his situation unless they're Wayne Gretzky. Um, so, you know, I, I just did that make waves. Did anybody acknowledge that really?
0: Yeah, I think people acknowledge it, certainly. It it, it would be hard to, to not talk about it a little bit, just given the fact that he's a number one pick from a few years ago. He played quite a bit last year in the NHL and had not played this year in the NHL. And for any young player, again, you go back to competitiveness. He wants to be in the NHL. He probably thinks he's ready to play in the NHL and can contribute at the NHL level. He's in a situation where he's now again, at this point in his career where he's in the American Hockey League and maybe feels like we, there's a new regime here in San Jose. Am I not part of the plans? Am I not part of the solution here? Um, you know, and the Sharks said, and they, and I think this is pretty status quo for most professional franchises, is they're not going to comment on trade rumors. Yeah. So there wasn't much in the way of from, of details from the sharks and there's no surprise there you've got an active player on your roster you don't blame the player either though right i I think for any player they want to be in the best situation possible and if you feel at this point in your career maybe you aren't getting the best opportunity it's human nature to maybe want to explore other options and it's human nature for the sharks organization to maybe explore other options as well so when that news came out for me personally not surprised at all on either side that maybe the Sharks were exploring something and maybe Ryan Merkley was fed up and wanted to see if the grass was greener on the other side and there was any other option for him so certainly I think it was recognized by the players on the team players are aware of the situation um and it's always a little bit I would say awkward if you will because you've got a player on your team and it comes out that he asked for a trade and these are human beings and maybe your first reaction is well he wants to leave us doesn't want to play with us I mean you think about a bigger picture and that's not really the case I think it's more about him wanting a, an opportunity to succeed um, but an interesting situation to say the least but from my standpoint not surprised from the player at this point in his career he wants to see if he can have the best opportunity to get to the NHL that's the ultimate goal and from the team standpoint from the organization again you've got a new regime you've got a drafted player from the last or or from the last uh, general manager and scouting department so where does it stand i think this is this at this point in Merkley's career it's just no surprise that it's kind of gone to this point where where it'll end up landing who knows still <laughs> with the team has been with the team so um i guess it's to be de- determined on if he ends up leaving or not but um yes sure, certainly the, the the players are aware of it and the uh you know the player himself I, I guess you just don't blame him for for at this point maybe wanting to explore something else
1: and then the Ozzie Weisblatt situation what's what's the read on that I know there's been an incredible amount of talk um about his game but you know from others as we've talked in the past it's just kind of been like well he's He's just working on his game. He's a young player. Like, I often wonder if people are we- reading way too much into that than there-, there actually is.
0: I would say yes, but you've got a number one pick just like Merkley and things are more amplified. Um, there's more of a spotlight on these players. You know, Weisbott, it's it, it's funny how it works. He was taken 31st overall. If he was taken one pick later, he'd be a second rounder. And I think that, the spotlight maybe wouldn't be as bright on him Uh, when he was drafted. There was 31 teams. So it would be two picks now, but in his situation, he is a very young player and it's a tough league. The American hockey league, it's a tough league to get used to. Um, It's a tough league to break into the lineup too. And he dealt with injuries last year. Wasn't fully healthy. Didn't have a huge year from a stats standpoint. I don't know if that impacts, anything that's gone on this year from him being in and out of the lineup. But he's coming into his first professional season and there's a learning curve. He wasn't in the lineup at the start of the year, uh, made his way into the lineup and he scored in his first game and then played, a, I want to say, six or seven consecutive games and then sat out a couple and then came back and played a few and then sat out a couple. So that's kind of been the, the yo-yoing effect for him this year being in and out of the lineup. And I don't think it's any sort of, Uh, indication on how the organization feels about him or how he is performing. I think he's a young player and there's going to be peaks and valleys where there's a lot of encouraging things he does, just like any young player. And then there's things that, uh, you know, you learn from. And sometimes the best learning tool for these coaches is to have a player sit out and watch from the press box and have things slow down for him a little bit, allow him to kind of digest what, he's experienced on the ice and then they reinsert him back in the lineup and see if there's any more growth so I think for fans you see why isn't this guy playing he's getting healthy scratched I wouldn't look too far into that he's a very young player in a very early part of his career and he's still trying to just get his feet under him in a tough league this is the second best league in the world and I know he was a first round draft pick but sometimes the the learning process is longer for certain players than others and there's nothing wrong with that Uh, and I, I think for, for spot, it's just about stacking good performances together. And if he plays well, and this is pretty much for everybody on the team and in the organization, he's going to have his opportunities. So, and he's had a great attitude. He's a really good kid. He's, uh, he brings a lot of, I would say joy to the, to the room and positivity. So there's been no issue there. So that that's encouraging. And I think he's got to just continue to try to get better. And like I said, stack, stack good performances and it'll be hard to pull out of the lineup.
1: All right, Nick Nolenberger, everyone. Join him Friday night when the Barracuda play host to the San Diego Goals, and you'll be able to hear that on the Sharks Audio Network. Noli, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll talk soon, all right?
0: Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me.
1: All right, that wraps it up for us here on The Build Up. Be sure to join us at 1230 for live pregame coverage as we get ready for today's game between your San Jose Sharks and the New Jersey Devils. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.